Hi, BPW Nation. This is Big Joe Machesco, the voice of the battlefield. And I'm here to tell you about one of our terrific sponsors, the Biscontini Law Firm. The Biscontini Law Firm is your premier Pennsylvania personal injury law firm. Peter Biscontini, one of BPW's referees and the commissioner of BPW, will work personally one-on-one. Car accidents, work injuries, slip and falls, and medical malpractice all the types of cases the Biscontini Law Firm handles. You wouldn't take your air conditioner to an auto mechanic, so why would you take your personal injury case to one of those general law firms where the lawyer pretends to handle everything? Call the Biscontini Law Firm for your personal injury needs. No fee until they win. 570-283-7777. Again, that's 570-283-7777. This is the closer, Joey Martinez, and you're listening to Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. BPW Nation! Big Joe back again with the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 11. Joined this week by Sage Santiago. And for the first time ever, making his debut on the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast, my colleague in the commentary booth, Johnny Buchanan, the Rhinestone Cowboy. Johnny Buchanan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's about time you finally pulled the trigger and brought the greatest thing that ever lived into this place well we uh you know since you and i are the ones that call the action live you know very very close as you and i were practically in the ring on sunday uh you know it only makes sense for you to come on and help us review the this uh future show which what a show was hey big joe i felt the sweat i felt the sweat flying off of those guys (laughs) i felt it they we did. Yeah, we were in trouble a few times with people on the apron and uh, climbing the ropes. You could actually uh, smell Vinnie Max Axe deodorant body spray. That's how close we were. Um, I thought yeah. he used to use BOD, but I don't know. Maybe he did the switch. I just don't know. Whatever it is, it's cheap and it's it stinks really bad. Uh, much like his uh, in-ring performances, but uh, I digress. Anyways, Terrible we guy. have... We have 10 matches to review with everybody here this week. Uh, Futures to high. What a success. We had a packed house. We had to uh, actually add seating from the Futures one. So, uh, again, sold out. We had uh, full concessions. We had full production. Shout out to STF Media, all the guys over there doing a tremendous job. Now, Johnny Buchanan, Sage, speaking of production. Big announcement right now on the podcast. So starting tonight at 7 p.m., the future shows moving forward will now be available on YouTube, but also on the Premier Streaming Network joining our monthly pay-per-views. Johnny Buchanan, why don't you tell the good folks at home about the new pricing deal that we have going on at Premier Streaming Network? Well, let me tell you. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It, it, we're going to bring everybody in because we're making it universal. Premier Streaming Network, 9.99. So that's a 9.99 price. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. So you gotta get you gotta get it. Or you're missing out on the action. And that's just a damn that's a crime. That's a crime. Oh, it it absolutely is a crime. And Johnny, that so that's gonna include 
the live pay-per-views, and also all the replays, correct? That is correct. That is the best deal in pro sports. Don't you ever know anything? You got to get all your information from the rhinestone one, and I'm sick of it. <sighs> you know what? Not only does he make me commentate with you, but now he's forcing me to have you on the podcast once a month. This, this you, is you say tragedy. for you say forcing, but I can see this virtual smile through your face. You yeah, you, you sure, you sure, you sure can. So everybody, get on out there. Subscribe to the the Premier Streaming Network now. You'll be able to see all of our past pay per views, all of our future shows, all of our upcoming pay per views, and we have a huge show coming up here in less than two weeks, April the thirtieth at the Signature Training Academy, the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Performance Events Center. Matt Cardona, the Indie God. The Deathmatch King, whatever he's calling himself. This guy has so many nicknames. He enters the battlefield, and he's taking on Casey Navarro. What a match that is going to be. That's just one match. There's so many other great matches on this card. A lot of heavyweight action. We have Phil Insane taking on Matt Tremont, the bulldozer. We have Offa Jr. looking to avenge his fireball in the face to Vinnie Mac. We have uh, Joey Martinez taking on Sean Maluda. So many more. We, we, you know, we're going to save that for next week, our go home show uh, up to zero hour, but just wanted to make those announcements and, uh, you know, taking a look back here at the futures from this past Sunday, what a show it was. Sage, you did a great job doing your, um, your ring announcing Johnny and myself on commentary, yeah. the, uh, studliest color commentator in the business. I because must say. of me, because of me, <laughs> that's, yep, that's right. <laughs> just giving you some props for once. So we opened the show, guys, with a match that we uh, on paper didn't seem to uh, to make much sense. It was Ox Adams, seven feet tall, 350 pounds plus, taking on J.J. Smith, who who comes in about 5'11", maybe buck 70. Um, and that's on his best day. So Ox Adams, <laughs> J.J. Smith, we had on the podcast. We did an interview with him last week, Sage, and uh, is extremely cocky, extremely confident. Uh, he seemed to be taking on the David and Goliath role. So um, were you surprised that uh, he was so confident going into this match with somebody the size of Ox Adams? You know, part of me wants to say I was surprised, but from knowing him and from working with him and from him being such a dickhead, I'm not surprised. I mean, that man is cocky, but he, he can back it up in the ring. And, and part of me was kind of hoping to see him say, you know, get that victory. But I think at the end of the day, it's just way too much for him to handle. Sage Santiago again with her. We'll see this throughout the short. We have a theme going here. You have kind of your 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 feet in both camps because you were kind of uh, kind of undecided on a few of these different matches, as, mm-hmm. as was my my partner, Johnny Buchanan, on several different matches. So, Johnny, as far as this match goes, we see Ox Adams come out here. Um what what kind of uh, vibes do you think he was giving off? To me, he didn't seem like he was too worried about this contest. Well, let me tell you something. When you're a gigantic man like that, why wouldn't you? I mean, for Christ's sake. That is, that is, listen. As soon as I heard that it was Ox that was taking on old Poindexter, I knew he was in trouble. You understand what I'm telling you? I'll tell you why they booked the match. I saw Big Goose in the back. J.J. was walking down the hallway with a sling shooter in his hand reading David and Goliath, and that's what got him booked against me. I would be confident if I was off every day of my life. 
That that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, when you're you're walking around with that kind of size and in a business that has traditionally uh, the big guys have have dominated for so long and still continue to do so in this in today's day and age. I mean, yeah, there's not much to be confident, not much to be uh, to lack confidence about the anyways. But uh, story of this match was uh, J.J. Smith's offense was seemingly ineffective. I mean, obviously, because he just couldn't generate enough damage to the big ox. And then uh, we saw at one point he <laughs> he goes up onto the second rope with his book. He, he actually brought a copy of David and Goliath to the ring. And uh, I don't know what he was looking <laughs> for, if, if he was looking for motivation or what, but he ended up with two giant handprints on his chest from where Ox was chopping him. And then uh, Ox goes up, pops up to the second rope, hooks him in with the double underhooks and flings him about 15 feet across the ring over his head <laughs> and uh, able to pick up the three. Very leisurely cover for Ox Adams. Ox Adams via pinfall in our with first. With the book round. in his hand. Whoa, oh, that's right. Forget, that's right. That's right. He was reading, reading a book. novel while he was pinning the jabroni yeah. <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. That's right. Insult to injury for Ox Adams as he uh, leisurely laid atop of J.J. Smith with his own book in his hands. Uh, match number two, we saw Kai Sky and Trey Heat. And this is where both of you guys, I know you guys are big primetime Heat fans. Uh, Johnny Buchanan, <laughs> I have to try and hold him down every time primetime Heat comes to the ring. Oddly enough, and I cannot believe this, Trey Heat wrestled this entire match without Dio Bando or the OG mm -hmm. Code Red at ringside. Sage, what what makes it this is is our primetime heat trying to go in a different direction and try and prove that they don't need to pull all these extra tactics to win matches or what? I mean, I think that's kind of the goal for them is to prove that they are a threat, that they don't need one another necessarily. I mean, of course, they got the, each other's back when they need to have each other's back. But. When Trey, I mean, Kai Sky, I can't, he's an incredible performer, but it's it's Trey Heat. I mean, it's Trey Heat for crying out loud. There was no way that he, he didn't necessarily need them at ringside for this match. And I think that all just comes down to, you know, when looking into the match, what they need and if they need one another to be out there. And yeah. Yeah, so this was a good back and forth we saw, you know, between the two of them for quite a while. But in the end, it was Trey Heat uh, slapping on the uh, Boston Crab uh, Walls of Jericho type submission move. And uh, he made Kai Sky tap out, which made my, of course, my broadcast colleague go crazy because he loves. I told you so. I told you. You might as well just admit it now. You like him, too. You're a prime yeah, time real. fan. And you're just being a listen. Person. Join the club. Join the club, Big Joe. Listen, it's hard not to like these guys because they, I mean, they envision when you envision Battlefield and you look at our core roster and who is training and who is performing here, primetime heats are that those are our guys. So yeah, it is. I. We're going to talk more about them coming up with uh, with code and and Dio. But, yeah, I, I have a different a, a much different opinion of them, especially with the, you know, not doing the two on one and three on one stuff this this week. So very, very impressive. And um, that whatever keeps Johnny Buchanan's mouth shut is is good for me. So <laughs> a Trey Heat win will do that. He's a liar. today. He's a fibbing up a storm over here. Look. I'm ashamed of having you as a partner right now. You keep saying this blasphemy about me with your babies. <laughs> well, I would say I apologize, but I wouldn't mean it. So match number three. Big jerk.
Danger Jameson, BPW original. This guy, the crowd freaking loves Dage. I love Dage. The guy comes from Stuntsylvania, USA. He he comes out. He's such a throwback. 1980s music vibes. He's got his helmet. He's got his uh, his whole get up like the stuntman get up. And he's taken on uh, just two people, just complete assholes. I'm just going to say it. Harlan Calix and Mike Payton and Mike Payton in particular. Uh, just what a weaselly little chicken shit of a of a of a guy like he's got to go. And it's bad when Johnny Buchanan even says this guy is just too much of a weasel, even for your own liking. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a jerk off. That's 100 mm-hmm. percent accurate. But here's the thing that's not accurate. Harland is a good guy. Okay, he's just brought down by old pecker nuts. And, you know, you know, you okay. can't always keep things all, all right. So so here we go already. I, another, not, not that this should surprise anybody in the BPW Nation, but Johnny Buchanan and myself do not agree here. Harlan Calix <laughs> is, 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 I don't know if uh, he takes his advice directly from Peyton, but Peyton was getting involved in this match the whole time. We had Tiffany refereeing this match, and he would be reaching in, swiping at uh, Danger's feet, trying to trip him up. Uh, he made the distraction. on the Danger went up to the top rope, and uh, so the first time he went up for, for the stunter taker, uh, Harlan was able to powerbomb him, but it wasn't enough to put him away. So the second time he goes up, he lands it, and then he goes up for the big splash. Now, Peyton jumps up onto the apron, distracts the referee, and Harlan Calix comes with the low blow from behind, and then he was able to slap on the arm bar, and immediately uh, Dange had no choice but to tap. So, Johnny Buchanan, how can you say he's not that bad of a guy? He, he okay. hits a low blow. Come on. Okay, dude. let me break this down for you, all right? I'm going to break this down, and this is this can fall into primetime heat. you got a problem with these guys that supposedly you say are cheating. See, I like these kind of guys because they're being creative, you know? When you, when you have a referee, the caliber of Tiffany, you can't get away with a lot of things, you know? So you got to be crafty. And that's what Harlan was. He waited for the right precise time, and he hit him one, two, buckle the shoe down under. And hey, one, two, three, all over. That's called initiative and creativity, my friend. And that's why they are winners. And he was a loser. Yes, Harley Calix picked up the submission victory over Danger Jameson. Now, Sage, as far as that match goes, it, Johnny's talking about you can't get much past the referee. So what I noticed, she tried to be very lenient with him. She didn't throw him out until the, the very end when he got up on the apron. That was kind of the last straw. So if you were in the ring as the referee, how much tolerance do you have for, for outside interference like this? What is the What's the protocol for you to get them out of there? Well, if we're going to be honest, if I'm in there and Mike Payton's out there, Mike Payton's leaving right away because I can't stand that man. Um, I think with everyone else, I would probably be like her a little more tolerant. But um, Mike Payton, no, 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 he is he's not even allowed to step foot in the ring when I'm there because he took that microphone from me at the first future show. And then he tried talking smack on me at the second one. So uh, me and that man, mm -mm, I'm coming for him when I learn when I'm ready to debut. That's that's who I'm coming for. Awesome. Mike Payton. I like it. I like it a lot. Even Mike... if you pay me 50 cents, I'll slap them for you. <laughs> Mike really? Payton. Mike Payton might be the most hated guy in the BPW locker room. Congratulations, Mike so. Payton. You He's find got me a horrible hot dog breath. I'll tell you that. Horrible <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> horrible hot dog breath. Speaking of hot dogs, 
Stop on down to BPW Concessions and try a Big Oose's Wiener. We can't get enough. They are freaking amazing. Big Joe. Big Joe. Yes. What do you think about the What do you think about the surprise attack that um Rico Gold did on Danger Jameson after after the match? So this okay, that's a I'm glad you brought that up, Sage, because Johnny and I were not introduced to this guy yet, so we had no idea who he was, to be honest with you. And you could tell mm-hmm. it comes across on commentary. This was a total surprise attack. We thought it was somebody that maybe Dane traveled with, maybe to come to the show, kind of have uh, an ally, you know, especially since like Mike Payton and Harlan Calix will be rolling together. But uh yeah, I do you have any insight on what what prompted this? Is he trying to just get his does he have personal beef with Danger Jameson, or is he just trying to make a name for himself? He's ready to do his own big ass stunt. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess yeah. it's. Uh, I know. It's 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 you know to be determined. But yeah, Rico Gold comes out. He uh you know helps Danger up after he was in the arm bar and he raised his hand and then immediately dropped him with the clothesline and a thunderous kick to the rib cage, by the way, like a, a punt style kick. We heard that all the way over in the commentary booth, but yeah, good point by Sage Santiago. Thank you. And um, this was a big, this was a big show for debuts. Uh, Johnny and I got a, a good look at the brothers gray making their debut uh, Damien and Salem. And they took on fan favorites, Urinagi and Bryce Redis. Um we know what Yuri and Bryce are capable of. We uh, have seen them coming up and they've been doing a tremendous job, but the brothers great come out. They, they have a good presence about them. Very intimidating. Um, they come out with, uh, which I think the unnecessary flak jackets, Johnny Buchanan thinks they're necessary. Uh, safety. safety first. Safety and they're first Joe. And their welding masks. But you know, there was me talking shit on their, their vest. And then Urinagi comes out with the sword. So made me look like a complete jackass yep. uh, because you, uh, you you know, you totally don't need that at ringside either, but hey, to each his own. But then the story of this match going back and forth between me and uh, me and my pal over here was uh, he kept making mention that Yuri can't see out of his mask. For God's sakes, Johnny Buchanan, he can see out of the mask. That's wrong. That's wrong. I had a conversation with young Urinagi backstage, and he couldn't see jack shit. Okay, that's he can't see. He can't see. He's in trouble. He can't You're- see shit. You're such a liar. No, nope, <laughs> not at all. Never lied. That's what my ex-wife said. And guess where they are? Nowhere. Gone. In brothers, a single wide trailer. <laughs> the Brothers Gray had a, had a, a slight size advantage. Uh, Damien, definitely the biggest man in the ring out of the four. He he showed tremendous strength. Uh, Yuri and Bryce definitely held their own. This match went back and forth. Really impressive by both teams, to be honest with you. And then uh, at the end, though, it was Bryce able to hit the Swanton from the top. What a, a beautiful dive that he did. I, I mean, he landed it perfectly and was able to pick up the three count. So Yuri and Bryce picking up their first tag team victory here in Battlefield. Congratulations, guys. And, uh, you know, the brothers, Gray, I'm sure we'll see them again. They, like I said, they were very, very, very impressive. They just got caught and it happens. Cause like I said, I say it every week, you only have to be better for three seconds in this business. And that's not a real long time. And Bryce did all the work, by the way, just to let you know. Another bullshit. Uh, Nope, not at all. (laughs) Bryce did all the work. Sage even understand. He did all the work. The best thing that Bryce could do is put your Nagi in the back and keep him there. And just keep him there until he identifies himself, okay? And he can see. He can't Sage, see nothing. Sage, can you please can you please comment on this whole situation as far as Urinagi not doing anything in this match and not being able to see out of his mask? Well, 
Um, I mean, I think he did something in the match. I mean, of course, Bryce got the pinfall. Of course, he did something that, in the match. That's what team. matters. It was a tag team. Sage. I got that it was a tag team. I mean, only one of them was going to get the pinfall at the end of the day. It was Bryce. He did all of it. So, sure so he stood on the uh, ring. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Johnny, Johnny Buchanan's delusional commentary. He totally missed the uh, tilt the world head scissors, the step up insecurity, the kicks of fury by Urinagi. All that stuff counts as doing nothing. So, thank you, Johnny Buchanan. I have high it's only standards. Only if I get the pinfall. You have, have high standards. Apparently. You have impossible standards by by this count. So, do you like uh, Bryce? I love do you Bryce. Like Bryce. I love Bryce. I think he's a hell of a talent. But he's got some guy that can't see out of his mask as his partner. Bryce, Bryce Reedus, if you are listening to this podcast, and I know you're going to be, do not take advice from Johnny Buchanan. He will guide yeah. your career into the shitter faster than you can count to three. So, yeah, sure. Yuri's a great partner. Yuri, Yuri is, is a great, great partner. Yuri is a great partner. Anyway, moving this train right along, we have another debut coming up here in the battlefield. L. Genesis Yafet. Uh, from Puerto Rico, taking on Arson Kruger, the, as Johnny calls him, the walking felony. He definitely has a felonious first name. I mean, uh, it is a felony. I mean, that's not even a lie. I mean, <laughs> his, yeah. I don't know who, what people were thinking when they named people, but hey, Arson's all right. It's catchy. He's got a hell of a shape to him. That dude's built like a brick. He he is. Yeah. Arson Kruger, he has one of the best physiques in, in pro wrestling, not just in battlefield. Um, the guy definitely takes it seriously as far as, as working out. Genesis, though, definitely brought a different style. Uh, everything from the beginning of the match to his stances, to uh, to all the moves and everything else. Um, I, I was really thinking Arson might get the victory here, but Genesis coming in and making his debut. Uh, Really impressed. He he was able to take out Arson. He what did a go behind and uh kind of locked in a, a reverse uh spike Uranagi slam. Uh, got the three count. I mean, awesome stuff from him. So sure we'll see him again uh coming up soon. Match number six was another debut. RJ Carnage <laughs> making his first match here, and he took on another member of Primetime Heat, the OG. Code Red. Everybody knows when Code Red comes to town. Johnny, do you remember what happened when when Code Red had that fan interaction before he even made it to the ring? Oh yeah, you want to talk about that precious moments? I'm telling you, I was sitting there, I'm watching, I'm watching Big OG strolling down like a stud, like he is, and then all of a sudden, some crybaby that owed him money from 1996 decided to show up, and he got mad because Code took his money back. Oh, get over it, you crybaby. You owed him that. Everybody owes code money. Even you, Joe. You know, well, so from where I was sitting and in reality, what I saw was Code Red took the guy's phone, started making a video on the guy's phone, talking smack, no doubt. And then he shook him down and took his money from him. Yeah, he probably doesn't even know the guy. You're telling me, oh, this, this guy owed him money from years ago. How do you know that? I know everything. I know everything. I have a whole journal written down of useful information. I'm like the yes. Guinness Book of World Records. I know everything. Sage, you've been training alongside Primetime Heat, Code Red, so mm -hmm. you know them pretty well. Is this a is this a common occurrence for Code Red just to be picking people's pockets? He only pick, I I mean, he only picks pockets if they owe him money. Thank he you, does Sage. not just come. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Like he doesn't just like steal money. I I agree. Like that guy more likely owed him money. Thank you. Thank you, see, Joe. You're not part of the cool people. You're not part of the turtle club. You understand what I'm saying? That's 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 fine. I'm more than okay. Uh You should have held his glasses. (laughs) We hit, no, that's another thing. He comes over, he throws his, his sunglasses on the table, and and you're babysitting them like it's a like it's a a, a five hundred thousand dollar Rolex or something. Like they were very expensive glasses, code uh, or anything that's not expensive. Okay, well, again, I digress. So we saw, you know, Code's match. He he knew he was taking on a, a debuting a debuting wrestler here in RJ Carnage. He was not happy. I mean, Code Red's not usually a happy guy to begin with, but he was like extra pissed off. So do you guys think I'll ask you first, Johnny Buchanan, do you think he was trying to prove a point like, you know, don't put these debuting guys against me like I deserve to be up the up the ranks a little bit more? Uh, First time I'm going to agree with you in a long time. That's exactly what it is. Code was wasting his precious time. On the Tasmanian devil that wanted to appease the fans all the time. Just hyping up all the fans. Yeah, waste of code's time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point too, Johnny. It's uh, RJ Carnage. He did spend a lot of time pandering to the crowd and getting them fired up. Sage, if you could just explain to wrestling fans why that's a bad idea to take so much time uh, trying to get the crowd support when you're wrestling somebody as dangerous as Code Red. I mean, if you're spending that amount of time trying to get all the fan support, I mean, Coach just already coming up with ideas of what he's going to do to you in front of that audience. Um, You should, honest to God, get in the ring right, right away and try to take him down as fast as you can. I mean, just get him off his feet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, of course you want the fan support, but, like, come on, you're going against Code Red. Yeah, think yeah. it all. At, at what cost too? like, there's definitely times you could pick your spots for it. But I mean, the whole time you're doing that stuff, you're you're giving your opponent a chance to recover, which which is not good. Uh, RJ Carnage did hit a nice move where he did a springboard into mm-hmm. the ring and caught him with the DDT. But in the end, Code Red with the massive urinagi slam uh, bookend rock bottom, also known as. Uh, he planted him and that was it. You could see it like when he hit, he planted him so hard. He they, like the impact sat him up and like he was, you could just see he was out Uh code red, easy victory there. One, two, three. And then uh, coming back here, we have ah, the Philadelphia playboy, Mr. Swivel hips, the national treasure going up against the closer, Joey Martinez from championship material. Ooh, yes. Now we're talking games, son. Yeah. I'm going to be freaking uh, outnumbered in this one, too, because I know Sage is also a championship material stand. So that's, uh, you know, so we see Joey Martinez. You got the cool kids with you. You got the cool <laughs> people with you today. The people that know what's up. Well, maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day what? I'll get there. Uh, you want to we, You want to be there. Okay. So both of you guys, we see. This match kind of came to fruition because if we remember last futures, it was Playboy versus Vinnie Mac and Joy Martinez stuck his nose in, of, of course. And he was actually going to hit the Playboy with the chair while Vinnie Mac had him in his clutches. But Playboy was able to slip the grip and uh, Martinez ended up hitting Vinnie Mac. And then off of junior planted a beautiful super kick right to uh, Joy Martinez's 
ugly lips and he threw the playboy on top of Vinnie Mac for the three count. So then we fast forward to crash course. Vinnie Mac comes out fireballing off his face. Um, so this this rivalry continues to go on between championship material, between Playboy, between Alpha. Kind of different paths they're going on, but it's all it's all tied together as you'll see here. So Martinez comes out with his stupid cabana hat on. Like you talk about useless props from the 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 vest or the the sword. This is the worst thing ever. He looks like Ricky Ricardo from I Love Lucy coming out with his his freaking cabana hat on, right? Coming out to the ring. And of I course, absolutely in no shape or form going to take what you just said. Ricky Ricardo was one of the coolest cats in the kitten yard. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't say he wasn't cool. I'm just saying like, you know, that's who Joey Martinez is trying to channel here. I You're guess just mad because you can't pull off a cabana hat. If I Yeah, well, I digress. And then we have his 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 buddy, his best friend, his pal, his amigo, his chum, Brickett Vinnie Mac, of course, in tow. So they come out together and, uh, you know, Playboy right away, stealing the hearts of all the women in the building, handing out his roses with Johnny Buchanan calls cheap roses, which is absolutely twenty five at the dollar store. No way. Cheap those bro. are those are at least Page 50 wouldn't to... take those roses from him. I disagree. Sage. I, I, I don't I don't know, man. I I mean I prefer so, real roses. I prefer the, them, but like you know, if I if I was given one, I'm not going to be an asshole and not and not accept it. There you go. She's being I modest. Taking it. She's being I would modest. take it. All right, so she would take it. But those are fifty dollar roses, most likely, if not more. Oh. It's only the Playboy only wants the best for the women that he is. He is trying to swoon. So we had a little bit of a dance contest here. At one point, Johnny Buchanan said, what are they doing? Flash dance? Because the playboy would put his hands up for the uh, test of strength. And uh, then when Joey would reach up, he would he would switch hands. And it looks like they were doing a little back and forth. And then the, the thing here that stands out is the combative swivels. Uh, Joey Martinez would try to do his version of a swivel, which is uh, you talk about a ripoff. That was horrible. And then he did his uh, own. Called the slippery snake. The slippery snake. Slippery snake. Yeah, as it's been dubbed by my uh, broadcast colleague, the slippery snake. uh, Absolutely disgusting. Um, Match goes back and forth. We saw Vinnie Mac uh, trying to stick his nose in, but Offa Jr. actually made an appearance at ringside at one point and uh, sent Vinnie Mac into retreat as usual. Uh, We saw the Playboy Hulk up again. So he hulks up. He's impervious to pain. He hits the boot. He hits the leg drop. And Joey Martinez props to Joey Martinez for being able to kick out of that, that little uh, onslaught that he, that he was hit with. And then at the end of the day, Joey Martinez hit his spear, you know, absolutely by surprise and takes out the playboy, but he hooked his tights, Johnny Buchanan, because he's a cheating ass. And you have, again, have no problems with this. Uh, Absolutely not. Cause I was the closest one there and he did not in any way, shape or form grab his tights. Not at all. That's a lie to everybody out here in the broadcast system. Well, everybody will be able to see it tonight on YouTube at 7 p.m. <laughs> that show is going to be aired live and also on the Premier Streaming Network. So, so championship material picks up another victory here. Joey Martinez, albeit via a little extra help from the leverage from the Heights. Um, match number eight. Not Heights. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> match number eight, another debut, Elijah Santos. Uh, the guy seems to be, uh, for, well, as Johnny Buchanan said, the Shadow Realm, which Johnny's been through twice. I and, have, and it's a beautiful place. And he is 
also fond of werewolves and believes werewolves are real. So you ever, seen Underworld? Was... you ever seen Underworld? Real stuff. It's real documentary stuff. So he's taking on the inspirational Scott Sable, who Johnny Buchanan uh, kind of... I, I, I have a feeling Scott Sable is not your your uh, favorite wrestler here, John. Oh, you want to you want to clear the air, huh? You want to clear the air, so to say. I'll do it. I'll do it. You describe the match, and I ain't got no shame. I'm observant. I pay attention to everything, Mister Motivational Speaker. I see you for what you did, and and. So, what exactly was it that he did, Johnny Buchanan, that you have such issue with? Well, number one, if you're if you're going to call yourself the inspiration, you better have the right types to make yourself look professional. Okay? Your cracker, your behind, better not be pointing my direction when I'm calling your match. Yeah, you heard me. No shame at all. Plumber's crack. So, Johnny Buchanan, I mean, sometimes when you're in the ring, you can't help if your tights slip down a little bit or you have a, a wardrobe malfunction. You have a wardrobe malfunction every show with the crap that you wear. You got to be out of your mind. I have the crispest look in the room beside Dio Bendo, the most impressive dresser in the business. Yeah, and, you know, again, your opinion. So we <laughs> Elijah Santos ends up going and taking a shoulder. He was trying to do a shoulder uh, thrust into the corner. Scotty Sable was able to slip out of the way. Santos goes shoulder first into the post, and Sable picks up the, the victory via schoolboy. Um, the so, crack win. So Scott Sable picking up the three count. The most important thing, not wardrobes, not Johnny Buchanan's opinion. Uh, winding down here, our co-main event in this match Vinnie Mac and Dio Bando I we all know my feelings on Vinnie Mac uh but this guy what a hell of a wrestler he uh, this this match stole the show Johnny Buchanan lead us off here because there's a lot to talk about well I'm gonna do this I'm gonna throw this right back at you because this one made me cry I was literally crying because these are two of my favorite athletes in the battlefield. You understand what I'm saying? Vinnie Mac's coat costs more than every single fan's whole life that was in that crowd. You understand? That coat is impressive. And Dio comes strolling out looking like a stud. I'm telling you, that's a million dollars. Million dollars just walking through the room. I will cry. But, hey, those two guys showed why they're superior at. Yeah, they, they really did. This match was so close and there were so many near falls and uh, two and a half, 2.9 counts, whatever you want to call and it. And I'm going to say this, too. Mm -hmm. I, I like you, Big Oose, but it's very unfair how you're treating Mr. Vinnie Mac. Very oh, he's, wait a second. How he's treating Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac's the guy that came down and, and threw a fireball in off his face during Martinez's that's match at Crash called, Course. That's called magic. He wanted to show off a new trick. He learned magic. Yeah, well, in in uh, as far as we're concerned, uh, Offa wasn't impressed with that magic, and he's going to take it out on Vinnie Mac at Zero Hour coming up here in just uh, about 10 days or so. So uh, going back to the matchup, th this was, again, so even, so back and forth. But the, the, the turning point here was the crowd was really behind Dio, man. They... 
they wilt him on. And you could see the change a little bit in Dio Bando. Like he was actually enjoying being a fan favorite for a change. I, I think anyway, at least that's my hope because um, he has such a bright future. And uh, once he realizes that he doesn't need to cheat and uh, have people interfering in his matches all the time, I think he'll be much better off. It, whether he's going to continue down this path is yet to be seen. Um, this was like the lesser of two evils. Like who's the bigger jerk? Is it Vinnie Mac or Dio Bando? You know, in this case, um, you know, both guys going back and forth. It was Vinnie Mac in the end. He was able to hit his package pile driver, picked up the victory over Dio. And then kind of a prelude, I think, of what's going to happen here coming up at zero hour. Alpha comes out, grabs a sheet tray that was introduced into the match by championship material, of course. And he absolutely lays waste to Vinnie Mac. And you could see the the sheet tray. I've never seen a sheet tray like this just bend around somebody's body. And these aren't like those sheet trays from the dollar store. These are like from like professional bakeries, like pizza ovens. So these things are thick. And, uh, it, you know, Alpha just kind of set out the set the tone. And he actually took the mic and said, champion shit material which i absolutely love i should get a champion <laughs> shit material t-shirt yeah no and you that's for sure oh oh absolutely a championship material shirt just a championship material nah. come on champion, you gotta champion them. shit material with like uh, a little uh samoan uh silhouette pissing on the the logo or something like that yeah we're, we're a terrible not, human being i'm I not a not a fan how are you gonna not say that fan. about the oh, wait till prime time he gets merch both we're of you stop. All have one. No, when prime time he gets one, we're all gonna wear one, like to every show. That's just how it has to go, Big Joe. Okay, Sage, I'm putting you on the spot. Your life depends on it. Gun to your head, you have to pick one faction to be in: championship material or prime time heat. Pick right now. Oh, pr- prime time heat! I told you at the beginning. That's my that's my number one group. I love championship material, but prime time heat. I mean, come yeah. on, everyone knows my favorite wrestler is Dio Bando, so. And you I are adore a, Trey Heat and Code Red. That that's my guy. So like, mm-hmm. you are about to lose all credibility with championship material. So you know because I know, they're such like, crybabies. No, they want to be. Okay. They want to be the center of attention. So now we're we're. It's hard to believe we're this far into the show already. But wrapping up here with our main event of the evening, Johnny Buchanan's best friend. Apparently, when you guys yep. see the see the commentary, yep. you'll you'll hear him screaming like a little bitch the whole time. My best friend. My best he is, friend. He is my best friend, and you better not talk any ill will about him ever in your life. What? Uh, my best friend in your house. Why would you think I would talk smack about Phil Insane? Have you seen I see this it. guy? I see. Have it. you seen I this see guy? You looking at him? Okay. Yeah, Phil Insane, uh, over six feet one, nearing three hundred pounds, absolutely unhinged. Yeah, that's a guy I want to go piss off. No, I'm not. See, I'm not uh, Johnny. You don't give me enough credit sometimes, but. Phil Insane seeing his way into yet another BPW main event, and he's taking on uh, another up-and-comer here who has made such strides in a, in a short amount of time, Superstar V Marino. This kid, I I, I love the the swagger. I love the the moxie, the, the balls. He did not back down from this challenge at all. And then right at the beginning of the match, Johnny Buchanan, I think, is when we both kind of shit a brick a little bit because V Marino slapped the mask off of Phil Insane. Yeah, he, he definitely did. He, he slapped. That's a bad thing. Okay. I don't know what happened. Somebody peed in his Cheerios because he was super pissed off and he was too overconfident. You just got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. You understand? And V should have folded him. And he lost because he was wearing tight. He was wearing tight. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. That was another thing you kept uh, repeating over and over again. You're uh, a little upset that uh, Vinny Mac ha- or not Vinny Mac. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, Vinny Mac on the freaking brain. Good, bad, or ugly. V Marino has some new uh, <gasps> new wardrobe attire here, so he now has tights that I thought were awesome. Very. Uh, Reminiscent of superstar Billy Graham, maybe paying homage to some of his inspirations. Um, but yeah, Johnny Buchanan was not a fan. He wants the trunks back. So V Marino, if you want to appease Johnny Buchanan, bring back the trunks. But because you're uh, a winner with him, you're a winner. This one makes you win. Sells the package. So Sage, we all know what happens with this pig mask once it comes off of Phil and Sane. So Coming in as a strategy, I know it's it's one thing to show confidence and to show balls, but uh, can you explain why this would be a bad idea to do this to such a monster like Phil and Sane? You take off the pig mask and you're like, you're I'm thinking of a better word to use than the F word, but that, that's what you are. You're going to get, you're going to get messed up. I mean, that pig mask comes off and it's like game. Oh, I don't even care who you are. You stand no chance. Once that comes off, he's a madman. That's well, when he becomes a full mad butcher. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you spent 10 hours paper mache and something? I mean, he paper mache that mask. Yeah, he made it with paper mache. It's amazing. That was, that, well, that's, yeah, that's talented. I, I guess I got to agree that I would be mad too. But like, I don't know what I got to say. I don't know what Di Marino was thinking. Smacking that off. Woof. I think it just shows it just shows overall the uh, overall uh, just the overall extreme confidence of, of superstar V Marino. He's at that age where he he's still so young that it's kind of like uh, you're not really thinking about your own mortality yet. I think it is, you know, and then, uh, you know, maybe in about 15, 20 years when he hits Johnny and I's age, he'll start realizing that uh, he has to be a little more careful with his decisions because we all know the mask is is some kind of uh, it provides some sort it's of extra. soothing soothing mechanism yeah soothing mechanism for phil and sane and he doesn't really come unhinged until that comes off something happens and and if by paper mache johnny buchanan you mean pig hide then yes it's paper mache but dear god and this match was going back and forth v got his licks in for sure uh phil and sane banged up shoulder from his matches Mm -hmm. earlier uh, with danny damano in that uh, extreme rules match so he was not 100 percent. and i mentioned this on commentary you can actually the, the monster can feel pain. I mean, we know that now. He has the kinesio tape on. And V. Marino, smart kid, he's going right after that arm. He worked that shoulder the whole time. Um, so I'll ask you this again, Johnny. So you're you're wrestling somebody that's absolutely uh, a huge size and strength disadvantage. That has to be a good strategy, correct? Targeting a limb? That's exactly it. See, um, the caliber of individuals that Phil has gone up against are are bruisers. They're, they're they're used to beating their bodies up. I mean, for Christ's sake, Danny DeMont. He's a hardcore legend. The man puts himself through glass tables just for fun. I mean, Nunzio. There's nothing to say about that. Nunzio's proven time test. I mean, now Phil's about to go up against the independent wrestling champion, the bulldozer Matt Tremont. When you go up against a guy like Phil Payne, you have to have a strategy. And if he's got a weak link, you got to take it out. You got to take it out and hope for the best. Yeah. And uh, honestly, you know, I think it might have been a mistake for Phil and Saint to put the tape on because it kind of gives your opponent a bullseye. So now we have to wonder what kind of shape is he going to be in, 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 you know, 11, 12 days when he takes on Matt Tremont? I mean, 
it, he definitely V Marino definitely worked that shoulder really good. And Phil introduced a, a metal rod into the match at one point, and uh, V actually got a hold of that and was using that for leverage to crank that shoulder even more. But you know, truth be told, at the end of the day, it went how we all thought it was. Phil and Singh caught him with the primal cut slam. One, two, three, it's over. You're not getting out of that once he lands that. So Phil Insane on a tremendous win streak right now, picks up a victory over Danny DeMono at Crash Course, rolling into a victory over V Marino at Futures 2, and now he will take on the bulldozer Matt Tremont on Sunday the 30th. So that's it, guys. That is the full show review of Futures 2 that we just had this past Sunday. Uh, Johnny, I uh, want to say thank you very much for making time to be on the pod with us tonight. Uh, appreciate your uh, input on the matches. Sage, as always, thank you for joining me. Next week, Reggie, we'll be, next week we'll be back in full uh, full toe with our normal lineup with myself, Reggie Banner, and Sage Santiago. Fun okay. hanging out with Sage. Joe, not so Heck much. Yeah. Sage likes the cool things. You're just boring guy, Joe, but it's all right. I like it. You know what, Johnny Buchanan? I, I can't. Every time I say anything remotely nice about you, you can't just reciprocate. You have to do it in your own way. So My grandpappy taught me great values, so don't even test me. Well, anyways, BPW Nation, that wraps up Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast episode number 11, your futures to review. Join us again next week. Uh, next Wednesday night, uh, Thursday at the latest is when we try to post these up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will have a full go-home show for Zero Hour featuring Matt Cardona and many other matches. You do not want to miss this because we're going to give you just a little bit of a little taste of what's coming up for our big pay-per-view on the 30th and uh, possibly a special guest. We'll see uh, what we can come, what we have coming down the pike. So again, this is Big Joe Machesco for Sage Santiago and the Rhinestone Cowboy, my commentary partner, Johnny Buchanan. We are out. Hey, everybody. Big Joe here. Thanks again for listening to yet another episode of the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast. Did have one more announcement to make here. We just recently ran our VIP two-ticket giveaway for Zero Hour coming up on the 30th. All you had to do was submit a screenshot of yourself leaving a five-star rating or a review for the Battlefield Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast. We did have a winner announced at this past Sunday's Futures 2 event, and that is Chris Apple. Chris, congratulations. Thank you so much for participating. And folks, in the future, make sure you get out there. Join early. Join often. Uh, we run different types of uh, promos to see to gain extra entries. Chris earned 10 entries total for uh, doing the screenshots from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll definitely be doing more of these things in the future. But again, congratulations to Chris Apple. We thank you so much for supporting Battlefield Pro Wrestling and the Battlefield Pro Wrestling Podcast. I feel it in my soul, I feel it in this world, I gotta take control, I feel it in my mind, I feel it in my grind, I feel BBW, yeah it's my time, I'm home, I've been waiting for days, to think about my time in the maze, I'm coming out truly on grace, everything that I did to get paid, I'm waking up.